You're listening to DraftKings Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Illumination, we mourned Kyrie Irving's tenure in Brooklyn last week, but it turns out that we might have been Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. He's there the whole time mm. watching from the rafters. And he had some thoughts to share. Do you feel like you were the first sort of domino to fall? As far as him getting moved, you asking out, you getting traded, then the natural next thing was him being next? No, nah, I think it, this was in the works. Like after year one, I was unsure about whether or not I wanted to be in Brooklyn long term again because of things that was happening behind the scenes. I, I just uh, did my best to put my head down and work as hard as I could. There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control, um, whether it be the mandate with the vaccine or um, missing games being suspended or, you know, just little things that I think, uh, you know, just put just wrenches in our in our journey. You know, and then we had James and we were supposed to be the super team. Like, I, I think uh, I would like to say something too about the super team of me, James and KD that everyone thinks should have worked. We played very limited time together. There were a lot of injuries and things that took place, and I would have liked to see that work for the long term, but um, there are no mistakes, no coincidences, and got to move forward. But um, I'm happy that I could look back on that journey and reflect and say I learned a lot of things from those guys and my teammates in Brooklyn um, and just my journey throughout this. This was all meant to be. Mm-hmm. Dallas has always been foretold as the next chapter in the book of Irving. Look, he posted the tweet promoting the documentary. That's just a coincidence. Or is it? No, he's saying there's no coincidences, that that was on purpose. And the resulting suspension, waiting until he could comply with the demands of Joe Psy, that was out of his control. You're only using 10% of your brain, Tom. He said it. No mistakes, no coincidences. Everything has been part of an intricate plot by Kyrie Irving to maneuver his way out of Brooklyn. All this time, you guys thought all this talk about, oh, we don't have a coach. Oh, me and Joe and KD and Sean are going to figure this out. You thought all of that was just crazy old Kyrie Irving. (laughs) There's a method to the madness. And what he's shown us is his method was flawless. He got out of there and got to a place where he believes he's going to be appreciated and loved. It's brilliant. And so far, so good. Warm embrace you're talking about there? The warmest of embraces. Hey, man, most people go through life avoiding unpleasant truths, right? They want platitudes. They want comforting lies. 
Then there's those with the third eye open, like you and I and Mays and, of course, Kyrie Irving. And he knows that there's a long line for the comforting lies. But man, that window with the unpleasant truths, no wait here. Now, he knew in order to get his way to the truth he was seeking, he had to tell some comforting lies. And what happened was there was a line around the block, from the media to the fans. But ultimately, once all that commotion was created, the little switcheroo got his way to Dallas. I mean, are you bummed out that it's unpleasant truths and not inconvenient truths? Is there any separation there? Maze, we just got done saying there are no coincidences, there are no accidents. You think the phrasing was chosen without any regard to, oh, I don't want to step on any toes. No, man. Everything is done with purpose, with awareness with self-actualization that's why he's third eye kai what we're all talking about here for those who aren't on twitter Kyrie posted a series of pictures comic book art that belong in the smithsonian or some sort of museum around the world maybe the louvre and the first photo was what amin was describing and he didn't write it no, he just was inspired by it. Oh, you're right, Tom. In fact, I can see a little watermark there that says at success pictures. One of my favorites. It's a must follow. If you're someone like Kyrie who speaks to a higher power, listens to a higher power, connected to a higher power, make sure you follow the account at success pictures if you want more of that content. And I think it would be too obvious. I mean, if he chose a comic book strip that had inconvenient truth written in it, mm-hmm. it would be a little too obvious that it was us that were in cahoots here. So he's trying to distract. It's not easy being a pencil in a world full of erasers, guys. You think that people want to read things that are written authentically, not understanding There's a motive behind everything written, and it's usually financially based. Yeah. I mean, why am I doing a podcast rather than writing columns? Because like Kyrie points out, the pen has a coin receptacle. The power of the pen is always driven by money. Free speech isn't really free, Tom. There is a script out there that Kyrie Irving is not accepting. He mentioned that James Harden and KD and Kyrie, the three of them were supposed to be this super team. There's all this talk about a super team. But guys, he correctly points out, there's no coincidences, no mistakes. How are we supposed to evaluate them and say it wasn't a super team when they didn't get to play with each other? It's out of his control. Out of his control. And then he had a quote the other day. This was when he was with the Brooklyn Nets, when he talked about how there's no one halfway in his locker room. No. That's not a mistake. Of course not. Not a coincidence. No. Halfway in the locker room. Because you know what? If you're not in the locker room, you're out the locker room. And if you're out the locker room, you're not halfway in the locker room. This ain't no such thing as halfway crook. Scared to death and scared to look. They shook. This ain't no such thing as halfway crook. These are all following a different script. The script that Kyrie Irving wants to read from. If you are following the breadcrumbs, if you're reading between the lines... Kyrie Irving on a press conference complained that people don't talk about his work ethic. They talk about the stuff off the floor, but not about his work ethic. He was disrespected by the Brooklyn Nets, but he's not going to explain how he was disrespected. That's water under the bridge. Then 
you see what Nico Harrison said at the press conference, the welcome press conference about a week after he was traded. What are some of those character traits that you know that we may not that lead you to believe this will work? Yeah, I think um, I think if you just look at the core, who he is as a person, first, first and foremost, and then his work ethic, like his work ethic is impeccable. I mean, he spent a lot of time with, with Kobe back in the day, and he shares a lot of those same traits in terms of just tirelessly working on his craft continuously. That was not a mistake or a coincidence, Tom. There are none. Poor Markeith Morris just sitting there at the press conference, the welcome press conference. Mm. He's a selfless guy. He's just there. Cox in the machine, Tom. We talk a lot about third eyes, but not enough about third wheels. <laughs> Can we talk about Newey Scruggs real quick? This reporter from NBC5 Dallas comes in, asks a two-part question, a brilliant one-two punch. That ability to hang, how do you know how long you need to hang and then just you know let it go to make the basket? And then secondly, um, what do you want to feel? What do you need to see in order to possibly sign a long-term deal to remain a Maverick? This is a softball. I mean, Maze, in the media, you know you got a tough question coming up about a contract. He knows it's a touchy subject. So he's going to preface it with a lighthearted softball or a layup, hoping that Kyrie's going to play ball with him. And guys, I did not see this answer coming. Now, as your first question, I'm Irving. You don't you don't know my uncle? Julius? <laughs> we just we just we just split it. You just split it. I just flip it. E to I. You know, we go way back in the day to South Carolina days, and, and you know, we always laugh about. It. Even when I see it, I swear I think we're family because obviously I can't grip the ball like Doc or do anything like that. But there's some nuances of athleticism and things that wows the crowd as an entertainer and performer that I believe he was doing before me. So um, I'm grateful to carry on the legacy of. A lot of guys that have done outworldly things with their talent and have wowed people for generations. So I don't take this position for, for granted at all. And I'm just going to continue to work hard and see where I end up in the next couple years. And hopefully my game still evolves and you're talking about me the same way. Here's where you really have to keep your third eye open. Yeah. Irving spelt with an E, not an I, but both from South Carolina originally. Obviously, families that found their way north to New York City. The roots. The roots are there. And I like how Kyrie believes that Dr. J was doing it before him. I can't confirm or deny that, but I believe so. Did we blow through the, I did my job, I left them well, I left them in fourth place line? Tom, there's literally so much. This is just a <laughs> drop in the bucket. This is a 10-minute cold open. My favorite one-two punch there is, I took care of my teammates. I was incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. I just wanted to do all the things for myself. Think about that. He was incredibly selfless, Maze. He was just doing things for himself. If you let him string together more than three sentences, he will contradict himself. <laughs> and that's not a mistake or a coincidence, Tom. It's not. My assignment. Uncover why the association inspires more conspiracy theories in volume and salience than any other U.S. sport. Now you've heard of the Illuminati. The truth is out there, but so are lies. Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. The NBA has always been controlled by about eight people. Denial is the most predictable of all human responses. If you're only using 10% of your brain, you don't even know that you're using 10% of your brain. The NBA Illuminati. If coincidences are just coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? The Illuminati. But you start to follow the money, and you don't know where the f*** is going to take you. 
It is unspoken. They have influence among other players. The NBA I don't have time for your convenient ignorance. Maybe I'm a conspiracist now as well. That's but all it took. Oh, we got books, we got schools. You saw a video on YouTube. <laughs> Why am I, sir? You've never used them This is Basketball Illuminati. I am Tom Haberstroh, and I'm always joined by my fellow five-star generals, Amin Al-Hassan and producer Anthony Mays. Oh, my third eye is so open right now because we just spent a lot of time with Kyrie Irving. I don't know what kind of gifts we're going to be given over the next several months. Could be gone. Could be with LeBron James at the end of the season. Who knows what's in store with Kyrie Irving? But I will tell you this. He is a Dallas Maverick. And he is not a Los Angeles Laker because the Lakers did not trade for Kyrie Irving. They did not trade for Kevin Durant. We're going to talk about the trade deadline. We're going to talk about something that people think is trivial, the all-star draft. And we're going to break some codes for you later in this program. But first... You are listening to The Agenda with Amin El Hassan. And Tom Haberstroh. All right. Well, scary hours. It's done. The scariest. It was scary. It turned out to be really scary. I think Amin had some of his own scary hours in the last week. Yeah. Super Bowl. How you feeling there? Waste management. Trade deadline. Was this too busy of a time in the calendar for you, Amin? Yes. We're in the middle of scary hours, base. Scary hours have never stopped for me. Never stopped for Joe Sai either, I believe. We're both scared for hours. So we did a little funeral or a celebration of Kyrie Irving's tenure in Brooklyn. What we didn't know at the time, KD was gone too. And according to reports, KD had basically informed the front office as soon as Kyrie was dealt that he wants to be out too. And we need to be a little bit more attentive, more observant. We need to be more vigilant about our coverage of the superstars because If you go back to the trade deadline, the Brooklyn Nets are playing the Clippers at home Monday night. And then Tuesday, they're playing the Phoenix Suns, the team that Kevin Durant would eventually get traded to. And I was wondering, where was KD in that game? If you guys pull up the video, KD was on the bench for that Clippers game. And then on the second night of the back-to-back, nowhere to be found. Not joining his team on the bench. And the media, the national media... The mainstream media didn't make anything of it, as far as I could tell, that KD was missing in action. And now we know that KD had already made his trade demand out of there. We missed it. KD had already packed his bags. He was already done. It's the cloak of load management, Tom. You can sneak anything past anyone these days, just managing the load. And now we have to mourn the departure of the scapegoat, guys. The lost graphic king. The escape goat. The escape goat. Yep, that's right. I mean, KD is no longer a net. He has escaped. And now he's a Phoenix Sun. Do you think he'll be the league leader in lost graphics in Phoenix as well? Or does Damian Lee have to carry that burden? Maybe we're thinking about this all wrong, is that maybe that's what 
drove him out of Brooklyn. KD was just sick of the scapegoat graphics. We did the homework. We did the studying. We did the research. We found out that Kevin Durant, more than any other star in the NBA, appears on the Brooklyn Nets loss graphics. When they tweet out, oh, we lost 94 to 108. Who do they put on that picture? It's Kevin Durant more often than not. LeBron James refuses to this day to be allowed to be on the lost graphic. He still has lost graphic virginity. Meanwhile, Kevin Durant's been ran through over and over again. Could have done without that. Torn asunder, much like the Brooklyn Nets roster, which now yes. is comprised entirely of three and D wings. That's it. And Cam Thomas. Let's not forget about Cam Thomas, who scored another 40-point game after we talked about him last week. Can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller Records. I mean, he did get stopped by the NBA after his homophobic slur <sighs> on national TV, which was not great. But, you know, Cam Thomas... 40 points in three straight games. Hasn't been great since now that he's coming off the bench. Can you imagine scoring 40 points in three straight games and then being sent to the bench for Cal Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Cam Johnson? That's not a great feeling. Not a great feeling. I want to ask you guys something, though, because obviously LeBron last week famously said, maybe it's me. I heard that. Responding to not acquiring Kyrie Irving. But after that... The Lakers went out and got Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and Mo Bamba. And so I ask you, gentlemen, do you think Rob Palinka walked in the office and said, who loves you, baby, and then saw the news that Kevin Durant went to Phoenix and said, (laughs) (laughs) Is the bar that low for Lakers fans right now? Is the bar that low when people are saying that it's a solid return? It's Mo Bamba, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell. And Jared Vanderbilt. It's a really good deal. Look at who they traded away. They traded Russell Westbrook, who apparently is a vampire. And as one source told me, you remove a vampire from the locker room. Uh, that meaning a vampire sucks the, lo- the blood out of the locker room. Um, Russell Westbrook moves on. A vampire? Do we want to get into that one? Yikes. Is he Colin Robinson? He's Colin Robinson. Absolutely. That's the analogy. He's not Nandor or Nadja. Or Laszlo. He's telling really boring stories. He's talking about his clothing line and people are just falling asleep. Colin Robinson is a specific kind of vampire. He's an energy vampire. Every conversation he has. It's incredibly boring. And it just sucks the energy out of people, which gives him more power. I'm changing. I'm becoming something new, something stronger. I don't even need to talk someone's ear off anymore to drain them. I can drain them with a single phrase. TGIF? Well, Robinson has recently gained a huge, horrifying amount of power. He just has to walk into the house and we have no hope. Is that what's happening with Anthony Davis these days then? That he's been sucked dry. He's been drained. He's been sucked dry by Russell Westbrook. What is going on with Anthony Davis, man? He didn't look too happy, right? Did you guys see when asked why he wasn't in a celebratory mood when LeBron passed Kareem scoring record? You see his his answer? That is an angry looking man. Did he want to go back a little bit Tuesday? No. No, you don't want to talk about that? No, y'all, y'all, no, no. I mean, Come people, on. people want to. Mm. No, you don't. Come on now. No, I mean, don't people notice your body language and. Yeah, and don't be in bronze relationship. 
No, I but I I mean I don't think that. I was just wondering what what you. It's nothing. Except yeah. about the game. I mean, we lose to Oklahoma City Thunder a game we needed, and I was pissed off that we were losing. So that's something. I mean, it's nothing has to do with with Bron. He knows that. I mean, everybody else outside looking in. That's their opinion, but. Um, I was pissed off that we were losing the game. All right, ass on or ass off, fellas? Oh, man. Maze, what do you think? Ass on, trying to pretend like everything's all good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm with ass on on this one. Face is saying something else, buddy. We're not buying it. <laughs> he didn't know LeBron was going to break the record. That's my favorite part. Come on. It's such a ballsy lie, right? Because it's not a good lie. It's not like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, you know, I could see how that could happen. No, no one believes it, right? But it's a ballsy lie because you say it and you're daring someone to eh, point it out. Point it out that I'm lying. I dare you, right? <laughs> That's what he's saying when he says a lie like that. And I, for one, kind of respect it. I do. I do. I do. You respect how ballsy his lie was. Yes. Because it's so bad. There's no way it could be anything other than a lie. Mm, yeah. He said he was just upset that they were losing to OKC. He might have been the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was upset that they were down three in the third quarter, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yes. such a ballsy lie, right? Like, everyone else is happy. Guys, we're down. This is unacceptable. Also, what happened? Why is everyone running around? Because that's the other part. If he picked one lie and stuck with it, as bad as it is, is a small window for maybe he's right. But it's like the combination of the two together of guys we've got to buckle down we're losing this game also why are you guys so happy what just happened it's just all about winning you know he's not about individual accolades and records why is savannah and ronnie and bryce and the littlest one whose name escapes me why are they all out here on the floor why is adam silver here hey kareem you never come to any of our games why are you sitting right next to our bench on the baseline hey there's magic hey how you been man it's been a while since i saw you all of this just flew over his head. Why is this a TNT game? We're playing Oklahoma City. If Russell Westbrook is a vampire, Anthony Davis was a ghost. Ooh, okay. Because spooky season. He's talking about how he's all about winning. He was upset by the fact they were losing to OKC in the third quarter, whatever it was. But he had every reason to beat OKC. He had every opportunity. To not be a losing player in that game, but he was a zero. He was gone. He was a ghost in that game. So it doesn't add up at all. No, no. I mean. He was so upset. He was so thrown off and upset by everything. Come on, guys. Oh, my goodness. And confused. He still didn't know what was happening. Why did we stop the game for 10 minutes there <laughs> before the quarter break? And then he said that he and LeBron talked about it in a phone call or something like that. The day after? I did call LeBron the day after. I asked him, hey, man, what was that all about? Your <laughs> wife and your family? Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird, no? And then he told me, like, there's this big record, and he passed it. I said, huh, wow. I wonder what kind of record it was. I'll find out tomorrow when I go to practice. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was sitting on the bench for that moment, and Russell Westbrook was in the game. It had nothing to do with that. I get it. I get Anthony Davis's dismay. I get the Lakers feeling like the third wheel of the trade deadline, pushing in their chips, getting rid of Russell Westbrook for a smorgasbord of role players, as opposed to a big name, spicy superstar from Brooklyn. But Phoenix, if they don't win this year, 
Is this trade a failure, Tom? I just think right now we should all be focusing on Chris Paul. He's got another shot. Of course. This is the biggest story out of the deadline. Chris Paul getting his ring. He is one giant Kevin Durant step closer. You know, in Brooklyn, his large feet were a problem because it stepped on the line. But here it's a virtue because he's closer to that ring. Kevin Durant coming to the Phoenix Suns. People want to talk about injuries and all this, how it's going to work with the bench being so depleted. Listen, Chris Paul has never played with a player of this caliber next to Devin Booker. I mean, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. It's going to happen. It's in the script. It's really going to put the curse to the test, isn't it? He'll really be cursed if they don't figure it out this year. Yeah, but he's got another year on his contract, so he can get another crack at this, another swing at the plate, another bite of the apple next year, even though it's only half guaranteed. And he'll be a year older. Yeah, but he had 20 and 10 against the Pelicans last year in the playoffs. Let's not talk about what happened in the next round, but it was vintage Chris Paul, point God, last year in the playoffs. He just needs to be healthier come this postseason. I think the Suns were right to pounce on this Kevin Durant trade. There's going to be a lot of talk about how old they are and all the injuries and Devin Booker is just barely coming back and he's already missing games due to injury management, not on a back-to-back, which is a little scary with that groin injury. And with groin injuries and hamstrings and all that, they creep up, might take an entire offseason. But my thing is, look at the rest of the Western Conference. If you are Matt Ishbia taking over this team and you want to stick it to Dan Gilbert, his rival, his nemesis. This is the time to do it. There's no juggernaut in the Western conference. So I think this was a smart trade for the Phoenix suns. Well, Tom, I'm glad you brought up Matt Ishbia because I want to ask Amin what he thinks about new owners coming in and spending their money immediately. We've seen this in the recent past with Mark Lohr and Alex Rodriguez taking control of the Minnesota Timberwolves and then going all in for Rudy Gobert last summer We had Joe Psy buying the Nets and then landing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in free agency. But Matt Ishbia has taken it up to another level by doing it all in the same day. So this is an interesting thing. People wonder how this Durant deal got turned around so quickly. And the reality is the morning of the deal, Ishbia was confirmed as the new owner of the Suns. And later that evening, Kevin Durant was traded to the Suns. What happened here was this is a guy who came in and said, all right, it's officially mine. I've accepted the keys to the house. It is my house. It's not an escrow. It is not pending an investigation or an inspection or anything. It's my house. And the first thing I want to do is tear down these walls and give you open concept, open spacing with the addition of Kevin Durant. So he picks up the phone. He doesn't call James Jones. He doesn't call Sean Marks. He calls Joe Sy. Oh. He says, Joey T, because, you know, they're, they're friends. Hey, Joey T. Hey. Joey T, what you want for Durant? Now, remember, Phoenix was one of the destinations that Durant had talked about last summer when he first requested a trade. So the parameters from a personnel standpoint had pretty much been discussed And semi-agreed upon. Mm. We knew what Brooklyn liked out of their roster. They liked Mikael Bridges, who, by the way, let that be a cautionary tale for everybody who loves playing somewhere. Never take the discount. Never take the discount. One more time. Never take the discount. Say it three times. Keep your third eye open, Mikael Bridges. 
because they ain't giving you that money back that you gave up because you like it in Phoenix or you thought y'all had a chance. You take the discount when you're 300 mil in or whatever, like some of these other guys, not on your first deal. But anyways, I digress. So we knew that they liked these players, but the sticking point, of course, is the picks. How many picks? You're over a barrel, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, Durant's not traded. Come back now, new owner, new negotiation. So we know the players you like. What do you want? So the Nets say, five of them things. Four unprotecteds and an unprotected swap. And Matt Ishbia, because he bought a brand new house and he wants new furniture in his house and he doesn't want to haggle or go to Ikea, he said, done deal. That's how it gets done. But the question I ask you, gentlemen... When has that worked where you gave up everything? Oh, they didn't give up Chris Paul. Okay, Tom, we get it. They didn't give up Devin Booker. Everything. I'm talking about the picks. The entire, like, I'm never going to draft again. I'm never going to draft again. Something, something lasts forever. By the way, Chris Paul, how does Chris Paul feel? Great. (laughs) While we're on the topic of the Suns. They tried to trade your ass to Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. (laughs) That's just reports. I mean. Uh, Just reports. Who knows what was reported? Let me give you your just report. If you want to keep that third eye wide the f*** open right now, Mm. how close were we from Kyrie and KD being Phoenix Suns? Maybe Ishpia didn't get there in time. Didn't get there in time, baby. If they had closed that deal a little bit earlier, we might be talking about something else. That is what I think is the most next level light years discussion point in this whole trade deadline. What if the ownership group said, hey, Matt Ishpia, Let's get done with the trade deadline. Let's get done with the all-star weekend. And then when things quiet down, how about like March 1st, we'll introduce you as the owner of the Suns. Do we think it's a coincidence? Do we think it's a mistake that Matt Ishbia was introduced as the Phoenix Suns owner less than a week before the trade deadline? Think about that. They could have chosen any date. They chose to have enough time for him to get KD. No mistakes. And they got him. No coincidences. Now it's time for any secret message for you members of the secret circle. Remember kids, only members of any secret circle can decode any secret message. You can break the code. Maybe I take a shot at it, maybe I break it. I'm real happy with myself because I did my job well. There's only one hacker in the world who can break this code. Super string theory, chaos math. Advanced algorithms. Code breaking. Strange, the code is somehow different. It's like solving a Rubik's Cube that's fighting back. whoop de doo What does it all mean, Basil? When people talk to each other, they never say what they mean. They say something else. And you're expected to just know what they mean. Break the code. You are, quite simply, the best natural code breaker I've ever seen. The All-Star Weekend is upon us. It's going to be in Salt Lake, Utah. It's the biggest party in the NBA calendar. It'll be a star-studded affair with the biggest names in sports and entertainment, all convening to one location. Private rooms will be filled. Champagne will be popped. The music will be pounding your eardrums. Enough champagne to fill Salt Lake. Oh, ho, champagne. <laughs> Guys, super teams will be hatched this weekend because this is what the NBA does. Whether it's the dream teams, the redeem teams, 
or All-Star Weekend, this is the moment to keep your eyes open. Hmm. Pay attention to who is rebounding for other players out on the floor. Pay attention who's in the corridor speaking in secret while there is some enterprising reporter with a video camera out in Charlotte, maybe 2019 with KD and Kyrie. And people are like, oh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, maybe they're going to link up in free agency. No, you guys are making too much out of just an off chance interaction outside the locker room. No, no mistakes, Tom. No coincidences. Wait a second. Are you mean to tell me that when we bring elite talents together in a exhibition slash, hey, we're just dicking around environment, that they end up plotting and choreographing how they'll end up playing together? Yeah. No, hold on. All right, you gave me the example of KD and Kyrie Irving. Okay, that one, we all saw that. But I don't think that's happened other than that. Has it? Oh, it has. It wasn't just KD and Kyrie. Let's flash back to the all-star draft. This, my friends, is something that people take as a trivial exhibition exercise. It's fun. It's fun. Pick up basketball, Tom. You pick guys and you pick your team. There's nothing to it. I'm sorry. In 2019, the first time it was televised, who picked AD while he was on the Pelicans? Who was the captain that picked AD? Um, was it Steph or was it LeBron? Um, it was LeBron. Was it LeBron? Yeah. Oh. LeBron James. Before he got energy vampired. <laughs> Speaking of which, in that draft, who picked Russell Westbrook? Oh, it was LeBron again. No. And Kyrie. Come on, man. Yep. Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a goddamn minute. 2020 draft, next draft. LeBron and Giannis were drafting. Who did LeBron draft number one overall that year? AD. That's right. Got him. Got him on his team. That was his teammate by that time, right? Yes, it was. And he was saying, got him. This is my guy now. He's my number one pick. But you know who he picked as his third pick in that draft? Sam Bowie. Luca. Oh, shit, yeah. Luca, Luca, Luca. That's wishful thinking. Come on. 20th pick in that draft was Russell Westbrook. Again, going to LeBron's team. Yeah. See, we can see the tea leaves. We can see the things happen before they actually happen. It is destiny. It is foreshadowing these all-star drafts. And my favorite take, I think, out of the trade deadline was Ben Golliver. Before the Kyrie trade happened, Ben Golliver at the Washington Post had said on his podcast, that the greatest landing spot for Kyrie would be Dallas before the Dallas trade actually happened. Now, why do you say that? Because LeBron is putting him there so that he can get Luka. Oh, my mm. third eye is blown wide open. Nico Harrison, Nike executive turned GM for the Mavericks. I mean, maybe LeBron could make a phone call, say, hey, hey. Why don't you guys go get Kyrie? Okay. Best duo in the NBA. I think KG said best duo in the NBA, Kyrie and Luca. Okay. What does that do for Luca? Is it possible that Kyrie's presence could push Luca to say, I don't want to do this anymore. My team just brought in Kyrie Irving, one of the most volatile radio. Oh, I'm sorry. Not allowed to say that on this program. Mm -hmm. One of the most disrespected, disrespected. You're right. Tireless work ethic. Okay. And maybe Luka Doncic becomes restless there and wants out. 
LeBron James, man, he's thinking chess, not checkers here. Three D chess, third eye chess. So twenty twenty one, LeBron James picks Luca number three again. He does not miss when it comes to Luca. He loves Luca, and when LeBron loves a player that is reliably represented, like Anthony Davis was with Clutch and Rich Paul, he's able to make those chess moves. Right. We'll see what happens with Luca, but. I mean, you asked me that question about how many times does this happen? Mm -hmm. Can we not see that KD was trying to tell us that he wanted to be with Devin Booker? Wait a second. No. Last two years, KD picked Booker second on the reserves. No. Hold on. No. He had to pick the reserves and he had to go with James Harden because they were teammates. So he had to do that, right? You know, you can't. Not last year. Not last year. That was one of my favorites. After the Harden trade, nobody wanted to pick him. Katie, I'm going to help Katie out. Katie just needs size right now to me. Oh, I think, oh, remember last yeah. time? Remember yeah, last, needs, remember yeah, last year, much. LeBron said he needed size. No, he needs size. Guy. No, he needs size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to need some size for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm going to need some size and um, <laughs> you know, some defense in the in interior. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. with Giannis and LeBron James. Without playing. question. Such great basketball this year. I need somebody to offset that. So I agree. Go with, uh, Rudy Gobert. I agree. I agree. That, that I agree. Worked out, that worked out nicely. That worked out nicely. I mean, he can't let people Good run job, through the lane baby. and dunk all the time. Have <laughs> somebody defending back there. Hey, let's not check us. Mm. Hey, that's hey. Hey, when somebody won't out, you let them go. Don't let them come back. I'm with you, KD. That's why I cut my hair off. <laughs> I was like, I'm gone. That's so. <laughs> so uh, James Harden goes to LeBron, uh, LeBron James as the final selection uh, of the All Star draft. Yeah. Jack, is he? Can he? Is he? Is he? He hasn't played. Is he healthy? Who's that? James. He hasn't played. Do, he's uh, he's like missed. What happens if he doesn't? Oh, he got traded. He's healthy now. He's missed the last three with a with a hammy. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know why LeBron carries a clipboard with him to the uh, to the. Hey, hey LeBron! Oh my God! Right man. now, he's rubbing some ice hot on that thing. He's playing the next game. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> I can't. I can't KD just oh next year God. bring a clipboard. It, it comes in. It comes in very handy. Yeah, you have to. You can hide your face like LeBron's been doing. See, that's the thing, Mace. You're focused on the now. Yeah. You should have been focusing on what's about to happen, the future. Well, you know, we had just started basketball Illuminati at the time. I'm sorry, my third eye was firmly shut, Tom. That's right. Now it's open because you know who his first pick was on the reserves, Devin Booker. So this is the year where they decided we're going to do the all-star draft right before the game. I love this wrinkle. Think about it. It's going to raise the stakes a little bit. How are they going to make the jerseys? Who knows who's going to be on whose team? What's going to happen? People, the script has already been written. We know whatever happens on Sunday, the illumination out there, the citizens, we are telling you, I just went through it. The whole list of how these free agency destinations, the machinations of the NBA, all of it is foreshadowed in the all-star draft and the all-star game. So while all your friends are texting, I can't believe he took that player over that player. Why do they already have another center? Nah, man, this is what the all-star is all about. Try to break the code with your friends. Try to open their eyes to understand that this isn't about the all-star game. This is about the stars for all of the games going forward. See what I did there? Luca is going to be a draftee 
You think LeBron James is going to pass on the opportunity to draft Luka Doncic? I mean, he's going to draft him first. First, he's going to draft Luka first. And if he doesn't, it's going to be Kyrie. <laughs> no mistakes. No coincidences. So, I mean, I'm coughing over here, yeah. but I'm not in half as bad a shape as you are. Coming off waste management open, Super Bowl festivities, trade deadline, fireworks, all in a week's time. And then you're going to get a nice break here, right? No. You have some time to just- No breaks. Recuperate, rehab, and put your feet up. No rest for the weary. None of that. No. No. Instead, I'm going to get sent to the epicenter of NBA partying. Utah, because mm-hmm. of course, when you think parties, you think Salt Lake City. That's where I'm going. I'm going for All Star Weekend. I'm not looking forward to it, to be perfectly honest. I don't feel good. Feel very low energy. I'm tired. There's a lot of stuff. Levitar people are going to be out there. They're expecting me to show them a good time. I don't know how much of a good time I have left in me. It's stressful. It's really, really stressful. And it doesn't help that I'm going to be cold too. Just looked at the weather forecast. There's a cold front coming in. Yeah. This is just not happening at an ideal time. And you know whose fault it is, guys? It's real easy. It's Roger Goodell's fault. Going to a 17-week NFL regular season. Push the start of the playoffs back a week. It's not slick back. It's pushback. Yeah, exactly. He's a real piece of shit for doing this. So pushing... Everything back. So what used to be a two-week buffer between the Super Bowl and the All-Star game has now been eaten up by a regular season game all the way back in January. And as a result, we go from Super Bowl directly into All-Star. Mind you, I also had waste management. So maybe next year it'll be all right. But this year, the sum of all fears. Can I give you some energy here? Can I motivate you? You're going to need a ski mask, right? Sure. But in reverse, okay? Masky? You need a ski mask with the mouth above your eye holes for your third eye. No. Or I could just cut a third eye hole. You could. (laughs) I don't know why. You could, (laughs) but the Illuminati are going to be convening. They are. In Utah, and we need you to come prepared. And keep your eyes open. I've got to be in those closed door meetings, man. I've got to be in all the right places. What did they say? The room where the deal gets done or whatever the hell that was from Hamilton. The room where it happens. Yeah. I mean, wants to be in the room where it happens. I actually think that sounds better. The room where the deals get done. Where it all gets done. <laughs> where it all gets done. <laughs> Come on. On behalf of the illumination, you have to keep your eyes open and report back what you've seen. Yes, sir. I just saluted to the audio audience.